Today's fuck you goes to you selfish fucking clock people. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hello and welcome to episode number 73 of Planet Rage. Yes, can you believe it? 73. What's the significance of that number other than? It's one more than 72. There you go. I'll take that. It's almost 74. There you go. Yeah. And that uh, works. I mean, it's, it's a large number. I mean, now that we know most podcasts last like three episodes yeah, or five and then they disappear. Yeah. Because people think this is no work at all. Well, you must've heard my last episode. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I'm behind on that Oh, because, you yeah, know, I've been dealing with it. some, some other stuff, <laughs> but then I've also realized I was behind on Bandrew and he hasn't released in like three weeks now. So I hope Andrew's okay. If you're out there, Bandrew, Bandrew, talk to us. Control yeah. tower to, t- to, to Bandrew. Come in, Bandrew. Yeah. Come in. We must, we must have a Bandrew sighting. We need him. We do. We do. We love we that. Do. Guy. We really do. I mean, we are really, you know, well, me especially, I mean, sort of, you know, extremes. There's almost never anybody in the middle. We love them. We hate them. Right. That's we what love Planet him. Rage is all about. Yeah. And it's one of those things. I get it. Especially when you do solo shows, when you take like a week off just because you need some time to recharge, you know, yeah. if there's no particular reason, because for me, it's like, I always want to blather, but yeah. if you take off a week to recharge, you, you, the problem with that is you go, wow, that was nice. Mm. Maybe I'll take a second week off <laughs> and recharge a little more. And then it's like, well, why am I doing this at all? I could, I could be relaxing maybe on a beach somewhere. Not Chicago. No. Well, that's, this is true. It's a big somewhere. This is true in Chicago this weekend, 18 shot four fatally. So about the same as two weeks ago. Yeah. 25% kill rate, a little less 23, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They finally realized maybe they should move the taste of Chicago, which was originally scheduled for the same weekend that NASCAR was in town. I hope you have that clip of that guy giving uh, Beetlejuice hell. Well, there's a lot of people that should, but but uh, this guy did it in a big public forum, told her to get the hell out. And it was pretty, she has no idea what she's doing. True. There's no question about that. And when you schedule something like that, I know the, the people that own or run, because it's probably owned by the city, the Shed Aquarium here in Chicago, they're like, well, you know, we know what we lose if this one street is closed. We know what we lose if this street is closed. Now, when the NASCAR folks are here, both of those are going to be closed for like two plus weeks. Ooh. And they feel like they're going to lose millions and millions. Nobody thought of any of this stuff. 
Mm. They're all just like, oh, NASCAR coming in. A bunch of hill rods with money coming in. Yay. When is this occurring? July 4th weekend. Holy shit. I know. So, I mean, I, this used to be a thing. I mean, it is a thing where they have you know, the big fireworks over the lake and all of that. It's going to be a very interesting time because it's not like they're just closing secondary streets. Lakeshore Drive for a portion of this, I believe, unless something has changed, is supposed to be a part of the NASCAR circuit, mm-hmm. which means when this has got to be, I mean, people don't understand. It's like a street race. Yeah. The street race is only going to be happening for two days, but I mean, maybe there's a day for practice too. I don't know. It may be three days, but you need to start setting this up like weeks before you can't just do this the day of and be like, Oh, here we go. What's the length of the circuit of the uh, course? I think it's going to be like two and a half miles. That's a lot of city uh, real estate. Wow. Uh Holy shit. So, uh, and so, and so I would assume that it has to be lined with uh, concrete uh, barriers along the sidewalks and all that kind of thing. Or right? that would be my guess. You're going to have to have that. Of that shit, oh, that's going to take months, not not weeks, to get that yet. To get that into place. Yeah, I'm just waiting for somebody to get carjacked, and that's all I'm waiting for during the race. One of the drivers, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's a whole new thing. Only in Chicago could that happen. NASCAR will need a whole new rule. What happens? Somebody jumps on the track with a gun, like, give me your car. I mean, they don't know they're not going to be able to get out, but that doesn't really matter. They just might want to drive around. Yeah, drive me around. Because we know in Chicago, if you're under the age of 18, they've already been very clear that they will not charge you as an adult for carjacking. So I'm thinking open season on the NASCAR cars. (laughs) But hey, you know, when it happens, they're going to blame you. Right. They'll be like, this guy gave him the idea. Nobody thought of this. Right. But the fact that they still thought they would be able to have the taste of Chicago at the same time, maybe they figured like Kumbaya, everything together, it'll be great without realizing the amount of traffic and humanity and the amount of people that are coming for the taste of Chicago that have no interest in NASCAR and Visa versa. What is taste of Chicago? They've been having this every year since I can remember. And it is, there's a bunch of businesses from the city will go and have their little booth. So if you're specialized in ribs, you go down to the taste of Chicago and you sell your ribs. You got to stand. All right. So it's a food thing. Yeah. It's a big outdoor food festival. Usually a bunch of concerts, all that kind of stuff going on at the same time. Right. But it brings a lot of people downtown. It will be interesting to see. And like I said, they just realized and over the last week or two, we're like, well, maybe we should move that. So they're moving the taste of Chicago now to September. I don't know. Oh, how badly this screws up uh, scheduling for a lot of people, yeah. but I don't care. See, I was hoping it was a broader interpretation of the word taste of. So there would be reenactments or actual carjackings and drive right. and <laughs> so forth. You know, not just the food thing. Right. right. You want to taste it. You're right. You want to taste of Chicago. Yeah, here it is. You enter here. This is where we steal your watch and wallet and phone. Right. This yeah. is where we take your car. This is where we pistol whip you. This is where you get chlamydia from a hooker. I mean, it's all good stuff. It brings people to come to Chicago for the carjacking. Stay for the ribs or the Italian beef or the pizza or the kielbasa. Yeah. Every year since before I was born, says DigiGuru. So it's been going on for a long time here in, uh, in Chirac. Gotcha. But I digress. They've got issues 
in Chirac, and that's not going to change anytime soon. I mean, now, as we've said, the last two standing for the mayoral race are one white Democrat guy who's not entirely insane and one black Democrat guy who is, in fact, totally insane, wants to defund the police and all that. Yeah. Although so it's I, a unit party there. So it's just Democrat versus Democrat. That's all. Yeah. You're never going to get a, a Republican mayor of Chicago. No, Larry, that's crazy talk. Okay. Gotcha. But I do like the guy, the white guy, Paul Vallis. His commercial has the tagline, and I understand what they mean, but the tagline is, you know, hey, Paul Vallis will put crime and your safety first. I'm like, wait, you mean crime prevention first, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you're prioritizing crime. Wait a minute. Yeah, crime is first. Uh-huh. But this is where people are losing their whole concept of how you can communicate because all words are changing. Yeah. You were ringing the bell on this long before most. They should just switch to just emojis. Don't use any words at all. With, Spell it out with emojis. That would be Some great. Graphics. Right. What does this law mean? I don't know. It's poop emoji, smiley emoji, I, yes, middle finger emoji. What does that there mean? What does that mean? I'll figure it out. It's got to mean something. Yeah. But the words changing things, that's a problem. People don't know what you can say, what you can't say. Communicating with people, that gets to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then the whole wokeness I watched last night. And I highly recommend. Well, I do have a clip, but. This whole special that Chris Rock put out. Yeah. Fantastic. I, yeah. I watched about um, 20 minutes of it. Pretty good. It wasn't, you know, to me, like the original Chris Rock was just fucking, oh my God, it was nuclear comedy. It was so good. Yeah. Well, he was lit. There was no, <laughs> no, yeah. no he, question. What he was doing, I thought it seemed, it seemed to me, he had some good ones in there, but it seemed it was like, like he was screaming so much. It was kind of forced, like. Uh, and to me, there's only one one comic, one great scream comic, and he's dead, and that was Sam Kinison, right? You know, um, but yeah, he was he was pretty good. You know, I did think that when watching the episode, I'm like, oh, so this is what comic strip blogger means by shouty voice, because <laughs> that was Chris <laughs> Rock. He was shouting everything. He was, but I mean, that's part of the shtick. And there were times he repeats stuff, would repeat things, you know, two or three times. All to pretty good effect. He is a master at this point of his craft, which, of course, he should be by the time he's in his 50s. Yeah. And, you know, every crowd is a little bit different. And I was impressed at the end when I realized that the special was recorded live. I mean, I knew he was in front of an audience, but it would appear to me that there was no editing done, which a lot of these guys, when you do a Netflix or HBO special back in the day, you know, they might record two hours and then edit it down to, you know, a nice hour and 15 minutes or hour and a half. And what I would do, it would make more sense. Right. Mm -hmm. There was one point where he messed up the joke and he admitted he messed up the joke and that was left in. So see Bander, you don't have to edit everything. He knows that. (laughs) <laughs> it's like Chris Rock, like, okay, I like this. That, but it also showed that the whole rest of the episode was, uh, you know, all one long monologue. Plus, it was Baltimore, and who gives a shit? Right. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. 
It was Baltimore. Chris Rock used the N word a lot. I was have to look. I want to know if somebody did a count because I remember when the South Park movie came out, somebody did a count of the F bombs. Did it did it uh, beat out um, Scarface? Because that was the champ for many years. Scarface. I think it did. I think the uh, South Park movie did. But here it's like, and then of course he said at one point, "See, y'all ain't going to be able to tell these jokes at work tomorrow." Yeah, I saw that. That was good. Yeah. And he's not wrong. No, he's not. But the concept maybe is getting into the heads of more people that do this for a living, more comics that are going to go, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe we need to take the concept that we can say anything we want, even though we know it's going to offend somebody. It's okay to say because it's comedy. And there were a couple of things that he did I thought were genius, and I don't want to ruin the whole thing for people. So uh, I'll spoil it. Come on. Spoilers, everybody. There was uh, one point where he starts talking about a woman's body and a woman's right to choose. And he's like, you know, I'm, I'm fully behind you. He went on and on, and he's like, but, you know, I'm all for killing babies. And he's like, that's what you're doing. And he goes off on this whole thing. Like, that was bold. Uh-huh. So he's like, no, I'm all for it. But, you know, you know what you're doing. And he's like, I think you should be able to kill kids up until they get their first report card. (laughs) He's like, oh, little junior's not going to be able to get a scholarship, huh? Like, so it's like, I thought it was great because he took it in a way. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's with us. And then it's like, wait, I'm not sure he's with us anymore. (laughs) Velvet gloves and mailed fist. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Which there were some really, really good turnarounds. and. This is how we started off the show. This is like a two and a half minute clip. Yell if you need it. Pause at any point. But right off the bat, he's talking about the woke influence on the world. I thought it was a great place to start. I'm going to try to do a show tonight without offending nobody, okay? I'm going to try my best. You know why? Because you you never know who might get triggered. That's right. You say the wrong thing. Motherfuckers get scared. Gotta watch out. You know, you know what people say? They always say, uh, words hurt. That's what they say. Gotta watch what you say, because words hurt. You know, anybody that says words hurt has never been punched in the face. Stop. No, I think you made I this love joke. That. I fucking love that. That <laughs> is the greatest truism. And yeah, I love that. And I think you made the joke on Planet Rage at some point. Long Probably. before Chris, maybe Chris Rock is listening to the show. He may be a fan uh, of yours. Please, Chris, let me know. And he's absolutely <laughs> right. And it's like, we all know what he's gone through over the last year or so. But this is so very true. Where the whole, anybody that tells you words hurt has never had their ass kicked. Yeah. Because it doesn't hurt when somebody says something. It doesn't. And this is to you if you want to let it hurt. Whereas if somebody socks you one, you have no choice. You're going to hurt. Well, there is a difference between physical pain and emotional turmoil or pain, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And this, I think, was an important distinction because. We went back a long time ago and on this show, and then uh, Ryan Bemrose brought it up over on Grumpy Old Ben's, the fabulous Ryan Bemrose, 
that sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. That was something that was said constantly when we were kids. Constantly. Yes. I just want to know where the switch was flipped that took us to the language and being called names is worse than the sticks and stones. But people are a little off today. Yeah, well, words hurt when you write them on a brick, okay? <laughs> you gotta watch out. Everybody's scared. Uh-huh, see, that, you're thinking about trying that one now, huh? Put the word yeah. on a brick. Great. Love it. <laughs> Everybody's scared. If you're a certain age and you go to work, you are fucking scared. In the old days, if somebody wanted your job, they just worked harder than you. Now, if somebody wants your job, they just wait for you to say some dumb shit. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and the other thing with that concept is they don't actually have to wait for you to say some dumb shit. At this point, they can just say that you said some dumb shit. Yes, of course. It's the concept again. Well, you're guilty if accused of anything. Right. And it's like, why, you know, this whole concept of, oh, why would anybody lie about this stuff? It's like, well, for a variety of reasons. Of course. Yeah, I thought it was quite telling and this is again a reason why you know most media sucks this was the local blog or whatever that covers the chicago white Sox, and they have a picture that has an ex-wife that accused him of abusing her and their child and said some very horrible things about him the local radio station put her on and let her tell her story major league baseball looked into it as they do, which I still have an issue with your employer being the one that's trying to investigate stuff like this. It's like, leave it up to the law authorities, you know, leave it up to if, if a crime was committed, that's fine. I don't like the concept that your employer at their whim could do an investigation and decide whether or not you can continue to have your job because I don't think they're really uh, equipped to do that is it possible that they're doing that preemptively in case they get a stack deck from the cops and they can say wait a minute our gum shows and re- gum shoes and research show because i mean the, whatever whoever this guy is <clears throat> excuse me he's probably got some you know stratospheric uh payout contract they don't want that blown is that could that be it or i mean i'm just guessing it's uh, with major league baseball it seems like it's anybody's guess okay it really is but in this case where in the Trevor Bauer case, they convicted him and suspended him. That was the guy with the Dodgers who found some chick online and they start doing some, uh, some nasty sex and she asked for it. And he had all the text messages of her asking for exactly what, you know, she wanted, but he did it. So he was bad. Right. They convicted him. But in this case, major league oh. baseball cleared the pitcher. Okay. They cleared him of any wrongdoing. And the next time he was on the mound and he pitched in a spring training game, the local media was like, here's five things I did instead of watching an abuser on the mound. And it's like, what? Holy wait, shit. Uh-huh. I'm like, the system went, they went through their system. He was cleared, but this is what happens when any of these accusations and stuff get out there. Absolutely. By the way, you sounded just like Keith Olbermann when you said that. Uh-oh. Should I worry about that? <laughs> no, I think that's great. You can deep fake that fuck. That'd what be a good idea. Say? <laughs> I mean, I could make a lot of money on that. That yes. would be true. Mm. If I can get the uh, Keith Olbermann voice down. You got it. 
but it's, it's really, it's sad when you have people that still have that reaction. I said, but he was cleared by baseball who, if you're anywhere, even in the neighborhood of guilty, they're going to get you. Yeah. But people just, their, their minds are snapping. Try to get you with one of them woke traps. <laughs> Say, hey, we going to a gay wedding tomorrow. How do you feel about that? Oh, it's good. It's good. Don't fall into the woke trap at all. Now, I have no problem with the wokeness. I have no problem with it at all. I'm all for social justice. I'm all for, for marginalized people getting their rights. The thing I have a problem with is the selective outrage. That's right. Selective outrage. Everybody, you know what I'm talking about. One person does something, they get canceled. Somebody else does the exact same thing, nothing. You know what I'm talking about. You know, like the kind of people that play Michael Jackson songs, but won't play R. Kelly. Same crime. One of them just got better songs. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I play starting something. It's a party. I play bump and grind. Now you are activists. So everybody's scared. Everybody full of shit. Yeah, I don't think he's wrong. No, he's not. I like that. The big difference between Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. What they did. One just had better songs. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's hard to argue, which is what good comedy is. Very hard to argue. It points out the truth of what's going on. Oh, sure. And it is. It's that selective outrage. And that was the name of the special, I believe. And yeah, that is the issue. You can't have a world where somebody does something and gets crucified for it, then somebody else does the same thing, and it's like, ah, that's no big deal. Well, I'm sure we'll be getting to it, because it is the uh, the elephant in the room on this day before Tuesday. Election and, uh, day? You've got, you've got uh, DG, G, DJT uh, allegedly being arrested in New York tomorrow by uh, that pile of shit for a, a, a paltry 130 grand to uh, hush up uh, Stormy Daniels. Meanwhile, Bubba Clinton... He, uh, didn't he grease Paula Jones 850000 for the same thing? Yeah. Where's his prosecution? I don't know. And yeah. Chris Rock was actually in Washington, D.C. Maybe it was last night. It was over the weekend for some Adam Sandler tribute. Oh. And Nancy Pelosi was in the audience along with uh, some other really? people from uh, the Biden administration. Mm. And Chris Rock asked, like, do you not realize what? you're doing he's like you're going to arrest donald trump do you not understand that that's like a yeah that's like arresting uh tupac he said you know he's just gonna sell more records he's gonna be even more popular he's like are you stupid and the whole crowd mm. laughed it's like they are stupid why were people like pelosi attending it what was the tribute to sandler for i don't know mm. i do not know I, again yeah, this is bad journalisming, i guess because it was a, yeah. a fox news article that I know it was in Washington, D.C. I know it was about Adam Sandler, and I know Nancy Pelosi was there. Interesting, because Sandler's pretty much a right-wing guy. Yes. Yeah. You know, but he plays in their sandbox, but he does seem like another normal guy, as does Chris Rock, as far as not being 
you know, totally lunatic to one side, because I think to be a good comic, you really have to understand both sides. If you don't understand both sides, it's hard. It's hard to get these kind of jokes funny, especially when you're pulling the rug out from under somebody. I mean, to me, that's some of the best kind of comedy when they say something and you're like, yeah. And then they say something else, which makes it clear that what you thought they were saying was not really what they were saying at all. Bill Burr did almost the exact same joke about a year ago. I believe that he did. That right. was about it, abortion. Same thing. Yeah. But it's true. It's like, well, you're killing babies. Yeah. Let's be honest yeah. about it. Let's talk about what you're doing. Yeah, but they won't use that word. It's a fetus. It's a whatever the fuck it is. It has reproductive rights. They, it's, it's all word games. Well, this is, again, is why it's very important for us to know what words mean. It's important to follow along how words are changing. Seemingly, I mean, again, I know we sound like old guys when it's like, yeah, when we were kids, Larry, this was not an issue. Words were not changing like every year or two for what they meant the year before. You know, now this stuff is just so fluid in a way that makes zero sense because then how do you know especially now that we're going down that rabbit hole of putting people in jail making laws about what people can and cannot say oh you misgendered somebody oh you used the wrong pronoun you know i just don't understand how you even go down that rabbit hole and not realize that the end result is annihilation of everything that you have going on. Because you just, at that point, you can no longer have a conversation with anybody. Well, it's because, as I always say to my kids, it's, because, it's like a family audio meme. I was going, why does this happen? And it's because I always say in this, uh, in this intonation, people are stupid. <laughs> That's why. It's just that simple. You know, America has been dumbed down as never before. That's, 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 that's the easy and obvious answer. Okay. They just don't have the intellectual firepower to understand these things. Period. And I think it's intentional. Well, sure it is. I think the education system has failed. And I don't think that's even close at this point. No, I think they've succeeded at exactly what they wanted to do. I think it's succeeded spectacularly considering the curriculum and who's running it. Yeah. And nobody paid attention for a long time. And they're still not. A few few. are, but not yet. It's a few. And it's like, well, I don't have kids. And so I, I don't pay that close of attention to what's going on. But enough stories have popped up to where you're like, wait a minute. This is, this seems like so wrong. There's things where you're like, well, if it's within a tolerance, you don't really pay that much attention to it. It's what you have to be like really out of the tolerance. It's like all the blood tests you get when you go to the doctor and then you go look at the results. If you go in and look at the, uh, you know, your portal and you see, Oh, okay. Your sugar level should be this, your, this should be this. And there's always a range and there's a big range for the people in America, like for what's being taught to your kids. And they've been ignoring the whole thing. And now the tests are coming back with wait, we're, we're getting out of range. Yeah. But that still doesn't matter. I mean, you, you did a story in your latest random thoughts, which pretty much said it all about this. Some, what was he, an eight, nine year old kid drew a picture that somebody thought was dangerous. Right. 
that's rich. It was dangerous. And these parents were screaming, you know, how do I know my kids are safe? How do I know other people aren't drawing pictures like this? Right. I mean, that says there's only one, there's only one commentary, only one answer to that. And that is those people are fucking morons. They're, they're probably not as smart as my dog moose. And I, I mean that hundred percent. There's no shading in there. They're that fucking stupid. Yeah. Because they've been transitioned by the, the system to now be triggered. Yeah, no, it's not. No, you see, you're laying it off. You're no, 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 no. You can't, you can't, unless they had lobotomies or brain damage, Maybe they did. you can't, they're just fucking natively stupid. Do you really, do you think they really are? Do you, th- do you think those folks can actually be saved would be the question? No. You think no, it's just no, too far down times? No. Okay. That may be true. And that was one of the stories that came out over the last couple of weeks, which was for like the first time ever. Was it the IQ level? There was some, inte- but maybe it was IQ or it was like the overall intel. I don't know if it was a different intelligence test, but mm-hmm. for the first time in like forever, if it was the IQ, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but if it was the IQ, it dropped for the first time in like however many years they've been doing these tests and sure. tracking this, yeah. which should tell you a lot about what's yeah. been going on because people are just so emotionally wrapped up in things. And I do believe it's the internet. I do believe I see now every time I say that I can't not hear it in my head. <laughs> Thank you. No agenda. Let me wait a minute. Let me complete this shtick. All right, go ahead. Thank you. I believe that it is the internet. I, I'm loving the bickering between those two, by the way. It's, they've, it's gone up a, a, quite a step. It's kind of like an Abbott and Costello it, bit going yeah, on I, now. How, do you want me to like do this? Can I bang the mic and <laughs> Dvorak it up? And you can yell at me. About well, I think that. it's great when he's like, I, I'm not doing it. And he's like, but I'm hearing it all the right. time. And then, he's, no, and then he said, I'm not hitting the microphone per se. What the fuck is per se? He's looking for the uh, loophole somewhere in there. Looking for the loophole. Well, to be fair, if you have a holder for your microphone, like I do on this particular microphone, which is the infamous RE20, one of the broadcast standard microphones. Yes. It has a shock mount that it sits in to try to eliminate right all of the noise from things around it where the the joe rogan mike the sure sm7b that's all like internal and you don't have that big shock yeah. mount around it and i believe what jcd has is one of the shock mounts and i always, always look at that and the shock mounts and i don't have one so you tell me you do yeah i look at that and i think okay if i bang that microphone directly it's probably going to if not completely mute at least ameliorate the the amount of of noise right however it's still fixed to a rigid boom right so if you belt the boom how's it going to deal with that you're still going to hear it right i would think it will make it less if i like tap on the boom here i'm tapping on the boom right now on top of it hardly hear anything that's very good then i'm impressed now the bands that come with the shock mounts whether you buy the cheap chinese knockoff shock mount or the actual one from uh, you're a xenophobe i know the sometimes the knockoff stuff is the best because i've had the actual one of the chinese knockoff and the knockoff was actually better but the bands that came with them 
were so weak that it would move around. And there's a company, I think out of Las Vegas, there's like called like better bands or something like that, that have some very serious rubber pieces that replace the bands. Okay. So once you replace that, it does a really nice job of suspending the microphone. And when you move it with the bands that came with it, if you move it around too much, the metal was actually hitting the other part of the stand because it wasn't strong enough. Oh, so maybe JCD just needs an upgrade. Maybe he needs handcuffs. Maybe don't touch the microphone. <laughs> and I try not to, but occasionally, you know, you talk with your hands every now and then you're moving around. You just have to try to stay away as far as from the, uh, from the microphone yeah. as you can. It all depends on what sound you're going for as well because if you're a few inches away like i am here you get a different sound than if you're right up on the microphone a lot of people like this the real right up on the microphone sound and if you're right up on the microphone you're way more likely to hit it at one point or another true but there is something about the podcast that people like the bickering i know that from grumpy old bands people are never happier than when there's little sniping going on that's true. People love that. They love discord and conflict between partners like that. They do. I'm not sure why. I guess otherwise it's like, ah, this is boring. They like each yeah. other. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. <laughs> I do not get it. But uh, I have a clip from Russell Brand, who I just don't really watch his stuff a lot. And I might start to more mm-hmm. because I was just riding on the exercise bike the other day and I'm flipping through YouTube looking for things that I can kind of waste my time with while riding on the bike. And Russell Brand had a bit that he went on to Fox News. And I think he is, again, as a comedian, has to understand both sides of the world around him to do his job well. Mm -hmm. And he seems like a very rational person that when he gets backlash from people like, Oh my God, how could you go onto Fox news? It'd be like, well, why wouldn't you, you know, this is how far we've gotten down that rabbit hole, which is we shouldn't even engage with people that might vote for Donald Trump. Sure. We have to get rid of them. But I thought he made some uh, good points here again, as always scream. If you need it, stop. Okay. So like some of the great points in your monologue, you made the point that it's the two-party system itself, and in particular the manner in which it is funded, that prevents meaningful change for ordinary people. And this education problem, while the jokes you Stop. made... Were- Man, he talks fast. I know. Um, He's like a Ben Shapiro. Whose who, monologue is he referencing? Greg Gutfeld on this one. Gutfeld. Okay. All right. But I think this is an interesting thing to point out. It's like you have a two-party system hmm. and how it is funded... And it was, he pointed out the amount of, you know, whether it was banks or any of these big business, if they're smart, most of them given money to Republicans and Democrats because they understand. And I think this was before this clip, he's like, because they understand that while there's Democrat in office right now in two years, that might be a Republican. And you don't want to be caught flat-footed, which if somebody else wins, if the other party wins, then, you know, you're out in left field. Rat fuck you. Right. 
<laughs> and this is exactly why nothing ever changes, no matter who gets into office. Because they're all beholden to the same groups. And they're all doing things that aren't necessarily good for the people because they're taking money from the different lobbying groups. And I don't know, I'm against things like being totally heavy handed, but there was just a story today about how California is considering banning, like there's some chemicals that are in Skittles and a few other candies. I don't know if that's a big story out in uh, your local news there. I never watched the news here. See, that's probably a more sane way to go. Uh, It was pointed out that a lot of these chemicals are already banned in the EU. And here in the United States, everything's perfectly fine. You know, and while I'm normally somebody that's like, well, free market and all this, when it comes to things you're ingesting, I'm getting a little bit more picky in my old age (laughs) and with health issues that I'm like, wait, why is this happening? Why is my heart doing this? I want to know, is it something that I'm eating? Is it something I'm ingesting? Sure. Without knowing it. And it's, Mm -hmm. it is a interesting thing that you're like, well, this other, this other big civilized part of the world across the ocean said, these chemicals are bad and we shouldn't allow people to put them in the food that our citizens are eating. And then you come to the United States and like, ah, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It is a little bit of a, of a different issue. And while I'm for smaller government, it's like, I think maybe, maybe there is a point to getting rid of the horrible chemicals that go into uh, some of these products. About the culture, Kardashians, etc. Really, education, if the state has a duty at all, is the cultivation of young Americans, is the protection of young Americans. This would be my point, Greg Gutfeld. Very good, very good. I belong to self-organizing anarchic mutual support groups that help people with various addiction issues. In those groups, we say, look for the similarities and not for the differences. Do you think that might be something that's applicable in culture more broadly? That we should look for the areas where we agree with one another rather than focusing on the disagreements. Where they are- Now, I think this is also our going back to our childhood. I believe this is the way it was in the 70s and 80s were that most people were looking at the problems of the day in a way that was, well, let's find our similarities and work to make things better for everybody. And again, a switch has been flipped, which it's now the enemy is the enemy and we can't agree with anything they want. And if the Republicans ask for, we have to ban the sugar substitute, then damn it, we're not going to do that. Hmm. Do you think things have changed over the past? like? 20, 30 years from really looking at more similarities when it comes to things like politics. And now it's just so divisive. Polarized. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, I think the, the reason is, is simply that because the, you know, people interchange the words liberal, leftist, communist, and then there's the, the current camouflage word for all of the previous which is progressive right right because there's so much there's so much negative baggage that comes along with the word commas communist and socialist by the way which is and this is another thing you know socialism let's get this straight folks socialism is communism light and even even lenin said that the purpose the purpose of socialism is to pave the way for communism no lie no joke as joey would say well so and- what's happened in this country is the left has moved so far to the left from 
merely sort of liberal, you know, lacks on uh, um, fiscal and maybe cultural issues, et cetera, where now they are, it's just, it's basically Marxism. And that's what's happened. They've gone, they've gone there. And of course, you know, as physics demands, there's every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Okay. Boom. That, that was the genesis of it. And that's where you are now. Well, and then I'm going back to what you just said, which people are so dumb that yes. it wasn't that long ago. There was one of these man on the street things that asked college age kids, I believe, to define socialism. And it was like, oh, having a party or, or being on social media sure. or. Of course. Of course. Like, wow. Yeah. No wonder you're yeah. for socialism because you think it's going on to TikTok. Yes. And that is just ignorance and a lack. I'm, see, I'm not even 100% sure it's lack of intelligence, but it is definitely a thousand times ignorance. Yeah. I mean, if you looked at the, the tickets, the platforms or other for, say, going back to 68, Humphrey, Humphrey versus Nixon, right? And you, you looked down one by one. Those guys really weren't that far apart. They weren't. And that's, that was the case even for... Um, Kennedy versus Nixon and, and ran up, you know, to, to fairly modern times. But, you know, of late, I think probably since Obama, um, the left is so far left that the needle is pinned. And that's what's caused this. And do you think that's because there is a, I still believe it's a small amount of really radical people that are on the far left that. I think they saw the opening and went, if we don't close this here, and that's why I think Donald Trump and in now DeSantis are seen as such threats is because they would go so far in the opposite direction. And the people that are on the far left are like, we need to do this now. We need to get it done. Because if we don't get it done, we know it's like we're going to be back to our 20 yard line and it's going to take a long time to move down that field again. No, I, I don't think that it's a small margin. I think it's the overwhelming majority. Um, you know, the, the, what happened, what you have to again, think about it. I mean, is in my, in my self, uh, self-created parlance, you're either an ass co asshole seeking to control others or a lot leave us the fuck alone. And people who are to the right are overwhelmingly Latvas. They just want to live their fucking lives and be left alone. Leftists are not happy unless they're trying to impose their will and worldview on others. And they've been at it now in this country, hard at it for better than half a century. They are fucking evangelists and they have, they have made converts. So I think, I think that's a completely specious notion that, uh, that it's a small minority of, of, of wackadoos, as I hear people call them that are, that are, that are doing this. No, 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 no. They, they are the majority They are, And I think that was born out. Was there election fuckery last time around? No question about it. Was it, was it 9 million votes? Ah, that, that's a lot. That's a lot to believe. I, th- I think that even without election fuckery, Joey won because stupid people like him. Oh, I can see that. And we'll play the rest of this clip. I believe Russell Brand is a unique case because he seems to be a liberal Lutfa, believe it or not. Yes, I've, yes, he is. 
our disagreements, perhaps what we have to have is autonomy. You want to live a traditional lifestyle, you go for it. You want to live a progressive lifestyle, you go for it. The state should be minimally involved in people's lives. Minimally might mean you need support with education, you might need military support. These are things that we can vote on. Wouldn't you prefer to be voting in systems where your politicians haven't already been co-opted? Let me know in the comments. Are you willing to allow other people to live how they want to if they allow you to live how you want to? Do you think centralised authority might benefit from continuing stoking differences, creating conflict between ordinary people who have far more in common with one another than they'll ever have with the establishment and institutions that govern their lives? Do you think a better world is possible if we reach out our hand in friendship to people that we don't agree with? Or do you think we should be doubling down on differences, throwing stones, arguing and bickering? Can you imagine me having a conversation like that on MSNBC or CNN? It's experience. It's just sort of taking it all in. You are talking about me as if I'm, I'm not here and as if I'm an extraterrestrial. <laughs> Doesn't that seem like a reason? to go on Fox News and discuss that stuff? Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the comments what you think. Yeah, I think he's a Lutfa. Yeah, but he's also a liberal. And that's like, this is where, again, maybe this is where the switch has really been flipped was that it used to be, even though you disagreed, you were still fine with the other side existing overall. They, you were fine with people being Catholic or whatever religion they were now, not so much. There's, well, I think Brand is a, he's, he's a, uh, I think what he is is a Lutvin transition. I mean, I've never been a hardcore Brand fan, so I don't really know his oeuvre that well, but it, but I always got the impression that he was pretty much on the left of things. And that right. has changed of late in the past couple, three years. He's had an awakening. He's not gone woke, but he is, he's, his eyes are opening. And I think he's, he's on the path to true Latvism because that's where they wind up. You know, it's the old thing that uh, Churchill said. If you're, a, if you're a liberal when you're under 30, you have no soul. If you're a liberal when you're over 30, you have no brain. <laughs> that is very, I think that's true. So, and I don't know how old the guy is. I, I have no idea. I'm guessing but, Russell Brand has to be, what, 40 now? In that range? his 40s, I would think. Yeah, but but I think he's he's on a path, and at some point, if you continue to track his trajectory, his political path, you'll see him drifting farther to the right as he goes along. I would guess, which is why for everybody that was like, "Oh, how do you like Taylor Swift?" Oh my God, I'm like, yeah, in like ten years, she'll be such a conservative, you won't even know what hit you. How old is she now? Thirty three. Thirty three. Thirty three. Thirty. It is the magic number. Hotel bell. Ding ding. We need one of those hotel bells. <laughs> you know. You know what? I'm, I think I'm gonna get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have something next episode in lieu of a hotel bell. I'm gonna make a note to myself, and that'll become our trademark, Darren. We're gonna have sound effects left and right. Yes. Yes. Something to make this show stand out above all others. Yeah. And uh, well, your height is enough to do that. But right, we get. Well, this they is. Can't see you. If we had a video show, that would be different. Yeah. We'd be out there doing that thing. But I like Russell Brand. I like his delivery. And it's always hard to tell if people are being 100% honest and genuine. And the more I watch him, it seems as though he is. But I also understand once you have an audience that's that big, there are, uh, there are reasons where you might kind of fake things to put yourself in the right demographic or whatever. Sure. But from what he's saying, it very much seems like echoing a lot of, even though you and I, I think are way more on the conservative side. It's like, we have the same concepts of like, well, doesn't it make sense to 
run a country of vastly different people this way so everybody wins. That nobody's being forced into doing something. You know, if you're a Christian baker and you don't want to make cakes for a gay wedding, nobody's going to force you to. In socialism or communism, you're going to get forced to. You know, it's all about freedom. And it's about freedom. Well, the only freedoms they really insist on is the freedom of uh, to to abort, which they again camouflage by calling reproductive rights, which is really fucking laughable. Everybody's rights except that kid, right? Um, and sex. It's so it's you can kill kids, and you can fuck who you want to fuck, and we're in, but any other freedom, no. You don't want to get vaxxed? No, you're going to get fucking vaxxed. You're going to do this. You're going to use my pronouns. You're going to say this word, that word. They're absolute totalitarian, dictating scum. But they won't cop to it. But that's what they are. They are assholes, assholes seeking to control others. That's what they are. Call them whatever you want. And they've always been around. They were around before even Karl Marx was ever fucking dreamed of. Okay, people, you know, it was the fucking Egyptians with the Jews five thousand years ago. It was the Romans with the rest of the world. Genghis Khan. You know, same fucking thing. We're gonna march in. We're gonna we're gonna conquer you. We're gonna tell you what to do. You're gonna live the way we say. Nothing's changed. No, just the names of them. There's nothing more clear than another case with the NHL. A goalie on a team that was doing the uh, Pride Night or whatever said, you know, I'd rather not wear the jersey. And of course, he's a hateful homophobe, whatever phobe. And he's like, well, I'm a, I think he was a Roman Catholic. And he's like, this is just going against my belief. I've always lived my life this way. And while I have love for everybody and I want everybody to feel like they belong, you know, come to an NHL game, you know, whatever. I just don't feel right wearing that jersey. And it's like, and you think you should force somebody to it? It does all come down to Seinfeld, where they had the episode where Kramer wouldn't wear the ribbon for the AIDS walk, even though he signed up to walk and he was walking in the AIDS walk. If you won't put the ribbon on, you're not one of us. That was brilliant. Very brilliant. And they predicted exactly what was going to happen, didn't they? 20 30 years down the road yes they did and it's like wait no i'm i'm on your side but this is why i love chris rock like hey i'm on your side no i'm on your side and then then you pull out the rug but you know this is where we all just have to understand people are different and you had a concept at one point that you should treat other people the way you want to be treated which means If this guy has a religion and his beliefs are that he doesn't want to wear a gay pride jersey, then you respect that. And on the other side of this, that guy, if you walk in with your gay pride jersey on, he says, hey, cool jersey. I mean, I don't have to wear it, but I I think I think it's awesome that you are. But no, you have to be one of us. You have to do exactly what we do. You have to say exactly what we say. It's funny, the mask thing, I don't know how it is in Chicago, but uh, there's still a fuck ton of people running around Southern California wearing masks, right? I couldn't give a shit. I couldn't care if they were wearing a fucking Norwegian brown rat stitched to their scalp. (laughs) Some probably do. Couldn't fucking care. Um, So maybe, and and from the the feeling I get is nobody else cares. You want to do that and limit your respiration and breathe in your own effluvium? (laughs) Enjoy. I don't give a, just don't tell me to. Right. I um, like, so maybe, maybe that'll, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this thing will be actually in its own weird way, um, be a step in the right direction. Who knows? We'll see. Well, because the science that we're all supposed to follow 
seems to have come down on the side of, yeah, wearing a paper surgical mask, not even changing your chances of getting a virus by 1%. So it's just a waste of money. And here's the only people that made money were the Chinese companies that made the mask. There's like 95% of the masks were like Chinese made. There were a few American companies making them, but a vast majority Chinese made Mm -hmm. my doctor who I've got a uh, six month with next week finally sent the thing out that they're no longer requiring the masks for the visits, which is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see the, saw the cardiologist last week on Tuesday. They still are. And my retina guy still is. So I'm hoping those move off or maybe they, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's slightly different when you're going into a place where you have that close contact with somebody. Maybe that's a little bit different than, you know, walking into a waiting room or going into a restaurant or something like that. Because with most of these eye tests, you know, the doctor is literally their nose is like an inch from your face. Yes. So maybe I kind of get that a little bit. Maybe that is slightly helpful in that case, but it still seems like an oddity that that is still required at this point. Although I really shouldn't complain because we bought one. The wife had one when she was working when COVID hit. She had some of the the horrible ones that the reusable that are basically t-shirt material. But for me, I bought a pack of was probably 50 surgical masks and I'm just about to run out. So it tells you, I did not wear a mask a lot. Good man. During well, I don't COVID. trust any of these doctors, you know, I, I try to avoid them as much as possible. And my wife was on me a few months ago. Yeah. Get, get your eyes looked at you. It's been, you know, I, I, I don't know. I hadn't seen an ophthalmologist in 10 years, whatever the fuck. And, you know, I see, okay, not, not as good as I once did, but I buy the, the you know, the $20, um, one size fits all readers from wherever the fuck it is, CVS or, you know, whatever. Right. Then I can, I can read my computer screen. So anyway, I finally caved. I said, okay, I'll do it. So I go to this, um, um, I go to, uh, UCLA, which is really a banging uh, medical, uh, conglomerate. You know, they have every, everything latest and greatest of everything. And some chick looks me over and says, yeah, you're good. No, no glaucoma, no this, no that, whatever. Okay, great. Bye-bye. About three days later, my fucking face is covered with a rash. <laughs> okay. So clearly some fucking dirty dog had their face pressed to that device that, that they make you, you know, put your chin in the cup and lean into this. Right. right? And nobody, nobody fucking cleaned it between uh, viewings. Right. I believe that. I mean, yeah, I, I, watched- I believe it. I'm the, I'm the one who looked like the Phantom of the Opera for a week. <laughs> Did I see how, what they're doing at the, uh, my retina guy, they make sure they do it while you're watching, which is probably smart. They take out the alcohol and wipe the whole machine down. Right. She didn't do that. Yeah, that's not good. No. But again, if you're going to get, see, this is why I kind of understand why they would still have people wearing masks when they're pushing their face up against these things. Mm -hmm. There's one machine that you kind of have to do from the side. And that one's a real pain in the ass. Hmm. But that's what takes the picture of the eye. And I don't know if we talked since I went into the, the retinal doctor. How you doing? We haven't. What's the, the uh, dilio? Yeah, the, the good eye, and I use that term uh, very, very much uh, from the eye that I can still see out of. I don't know if I should say good. 
Yeah. Uh, but that's stable. And he was taking a little more looking at the eye that had the multiple retinal detachments that there's really not a whole lot of vision left on. Mm-hmm. And he was looking at that and he's like, uh, they're already doing this year. They are you know, going through and they're already setting up trials for next year. He's like, but I think you may be a good candidate for a trial where they're doing gene therapy. And I know, Oh, I remember you mentioning that on the show. A lot of people made that joke. I get enough gene therapy on Fridays. <laughs> and unrelenting. I'm like, good. I, like I know. That. I'm like, I didn't even think of that. I was like really mad at myself for, for not thinking that, but with the stem cells or whatever else that they're going to be able to possibly, you know, inject something into the eye, into the retina and try to heal the scar tissue that's on, the retina now keeping it from having vision i'm like well that would be a nice change of pace or maybe you grow a third eye i know that would be even better Can we get one that's you, like have you ever seen the movie the manster the man i don't think so everybody needs to google it everyone are we gonna be Do creeped out huh? <laughs> are we gonna be it was, creeped a, it, out? Was a, it was a sci-fi flick uh really low budget drive-in i don't think it probably ever made it to theatricals probably in the drive-in circuit and this <laughs> this fucking guy wakes up every morning and he's shaving he's looking and he's like he sees like he's got a little zit on his right shoulder and then you know a week later it's bigger it's now it's not a zit it looks like a grape right and then a couple weeks after that he's shaving he looks and and there's a fucking eye there and it's looking back at him on on his shoulder wow (laughs) and then over time it becomes an entire second head so there so beware what you do with this gene therapy, Darren. That's true. Got to be careful. Yes. The Manster, M-A-N-S-T-E-R. They don't make them like that anymore. There's probably a reason for that. No, they're stupid. I want <laughs> Manster too. Well, you know, we have the budget to make that. I mean, we all you need is like an iPhone now and uh, and somebody to do the editing and, and you're yeah. in there. Mm. You could probably have AI write the script and uh, we could just pump this thing right out. It could be an exit strategy. Yeah. There you go. But I was like, wow, that's a, that's something I was not expecting after. Cause this again, all started right around the time that the election of Donald Trump was going on. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time with not having really any vision, but I mean, even then that sucks. I kept hearing, you know, Hey, you're young where they're working on things. And so I guess now maybe less young. Yeah. Now we're yeah. less young, but I guess the, some of the things they're working on are moving in the right direction. So what happens? You put your name in a wait list and then they call you one day and say, Darren, come on over and get some gene therapy and we'll see what. I Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to the, you know, this guy that's the doctor, the surgeon, he would know. And uh, if he's taking part in this, uh, I don't know what the whole procedure is, but uh, when we find out more, I'll definitely be reporting back because it's really cool stuff that they can do with the the medications and all this stuff. He's like, you know, there's things now where people get shots in the eye every month for some of these things. He's like, they're working on things now where you will get one treatment and that will be it for life. Wow. And it's like, that's fairly impressive. That is, you know, in this case, it's like the retina is one of those things that they still haven't quite figured out. You know, it's not like, Hey, if you, you know, if you need a, a lot of organs, including a heart, not that it's an easy thing to get a heart transplant, but we all know there's heart, kidney transplants, sometimes lungs, you know, the retinas, uh, not so much. It's a little trickier. So it'll be nice if they can do something. It's like, oh, groove. yeah, 
re-stimulate the growth and have the, uh, you know, have the issue with it fixed. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not expecting a whole lot, but it's nice to know that there's maybe something mm-hmm. that would, uh, that would work. Yeah. Now you found out it wasn't, um, I was root. Believe me, I was fucking rooting for the statin solution. I know I really was. I was psyched. You know, I'm not sure that it's still not a combination of things. Yeah, there you go. There you go. The statin after discontinuing that while I've had issues, they have not been anywhere near as severe. Ah, so you're so like, okay, give me a, give me a, give me a grade from one to 10, the diminution of uh, symptoms. Well, as I mean, like over this last week again, pretty much almost nothing. I mean, they had them last Tuesday or last Monday, right. which is why we didn't do a show. And then I saw the cardiologist on Tuesday and then it started yeah. uh, dissipating off again. Now, of course, we're on a but it's a very low dose of a, a drug that is to keep the heart into rhythm. And he's like, you know, for a guy your size, I don't know if this is even doing anything. I'm like, oh, you know, because I said, should, would it make more sense to to up the dose? You know, if I'm having right. a problem, he's like, well, no, you don't want to do it. You know, it's right. one of those things kind of like you it, you just build it up in your bloodstream and you don't really want to do a lot at one time. He's like, but I have little old ladies on, you know, twice the dose that you're on. So I don't think, right. you know, that would be an issue. But I also found that I've been taking a vitamin D supplement which was 5,000 IUs or whatever it is on the, right. on the vitamin D. And there wasn't something that I ran across. It's like, well, you shouldn't be taking vitamin D if you're on statins. And I'm like, well, nobody ever said that. Fuck. Unbelievable. You know, I don't know again, if it's the, the amount of vitamin D or whatnot, but also I saw yeah. that if you have too much vitamin D, although again, I've had blood tests and nothing showed like, Hey, your vitamin D was way up, but, if you take too much vitamin D, it can cause palpitations and all those sorts of oh, things too. So oh. I know it's like, it's a combo platter. I'm like, is it the vitamin D, which yeah. was also added at some point under the whole COVID thing? Cause I did have a blood test and he was like, ah, the doctor was like, your vitamin D is a little low. And I don't know if I ever even paid attention yeah. to what the dosing is. Cause I'm usually like, you know, I'm six foot six and close of 300 pounds. So you know, I usually just err on the side of take the larger dose. If you could buy mm. things in different dosages. Yeah. Uh, but at least, you know, knock on wood here over the past yeah. week or so after things that calmed down, they have, uh, have really calmed down. And there are a couple other amino acids. You start reading all this stuff and it'll drive you nuts. Of course it will. But there's a lot of different amino acids that can help with the palpitations and i do think i do think oh god no agenda why'd you do this to me i do believe i do think okay go ahead that the combo platter was (laughs) what the issue is and it would make a lot of sense because the statin was started so it may be something that without the statin so the statin and this would also make the cardiologist right which i'm sure he is very much happy to and he's a he could be a little gruff at times, but he's like, it's not going to cause that. Mm. And it seems like he was right. It's not going to cause it. It's like, but could it make it worse if this was causing it was never really, uh, no. you know, discussed on what the combination of all of this stuff put together 
right. was having as the end effect. And for right now, it's like things have seemed to settle down after stopping the statins, everything, even though there was another little flare up and it was maybe partially my fault because everything was so good that it was the like bef- week before last on Friday. I was like, well, I'm just not going to take the the drug they gave me to control the rhythm for a day mm-hmm. and was just two missed doses and the palpitation started up again. Oh boy. So I'm like, okay, maybe that was actually helping. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's impossible. This is kind of like what I've always said about climate change, which is it's impossible to take all of the variables out and figure out what's causing it. Yep. You know, if it's not something simple, like it is the statin, you can't just do an easy test because it's like, well, what else did you change? Yeah. You know, what else is different? That D3 was part of the uh, troika of the anti-COVID uh, regimen. Yes. You turned me on to, right? So you've, so you've probably been ODing on that. Probably. And it's like, I've been taking the 5,000 dose or four or 5,000, whatever it was. And I just switched that up to, I stopped yeah. it for a few days and then went back on it at a thousand with there's a combo that in the K2, which is supposed to make it better. And yeah, it's all well, sorts you, of crazy stuff. I heard you say you wanted to drop some pounds and I'll, I'll tell you my, my magic uh, formula, which helped me shed about 25 pretty quickly in a couple, three months. And, and the magic ingredients are, first of all, I find that in the morning, if I don't have a big breakfast, I'm less hungry all day. But if I do, if I have my, the one I really want, you know, which is like the Denny's Grand Slam. Right, right. Then I'm fucking starving by lunch and I'm pigging out at dinner. You know, I don't know why. It's like a chain, you know, and every, as you say, so, so true, everybody's different. Um, but so what, I, so what I have in the morning is oatmeal, not just any oatmeal, steel cut oatmeal for some, some reason. McCann's, baby. Okay, it is a uh, it is an appetite suppressant. I've been told, and then grapefruit is a grapefruit is like eating having a, a pack of cigarettes. I mean, it's a severe <laughs> appetite suppressant. So those are two uh, you know helpful uh, helpful uh, no risk gimmicks. Yeah, so, and I've uh, I was big into that a few years back, and it's kind of funny you say that because I did just buy a another container of the McCann's Irish Steel Cut Oats. Okay. I just need to add some, uh, probably some berries or something on top of it. Yeah. You got to flavor them up. Yeah. Well, I told you when we were in, uh, in Belfast, I think it was at the hotel Europa, Mm. the buffet had the Irish steel cut oats and sitting on that stand was a bottle of Irish whiskey. If you wanted to put a little in your oatmeal, (laughs) like that's the serious Irish breakfast right there you want to be healthy so you get your oatmeal and for a little extra health you put a little irish whiskey on top there of it i digress they the cardiologist was like you'd be surprised how many problems that come in he's like people think when you talk about alcohol being an issue he's like everybody thinks liver he's like nine out of ten problems that come in from somebody that is abusing alcohol is a heart issue really yes you know that He's like, it is really bad for the heart. Hmm. Like, well, I guess it's good. I'm not an alcoholic. Yes. Now we've got a bunch of clips from you from, uh, we had some from last weekend this week. Yes. Where shall we start? Um, let's see. Let's start with, um, um, 
somebody called the, that was that clip called I don't have it in front of me, stupid me, something about the cigar chick or whatever. Well, yes. Read off the title to me. Please. Yes. Stacy Cigar Bullinger. Sherman yeah, Oaks let's, Council. Let's, let's do that one because it, it's not, um, there's no freshness date on it. And um, I, I think you'll enjoy it. Well, I'll give a little bit of setup. Um, Sherman Oaks is a uh, pretty uh, tony suburb uh, in the San Fernando Valley. Uh, it's right near, uh, it's not too far from some studios. You can uh, start a crappy little nothing home there is probably a million and a half to $2 million. And they can go on up to 15, 20 million, no problem. So it's a pretty damn affluent suburb. And this video is shot at the Sherman Oaks city council, which is like, looks like fucking Congress. I mean, I saw, I've never been in there, but I was like, wow, look at that. That's pretty stylish architecture and so forth. And it's the typical thing, a bunch of assholes sitting around podiums and so forth. And, and, and this woman is, is invited to come to the podium and speak and you can take it from there. Stacy Cigar Bollinger, please. Stop. How about that name? Cigar. Cigar. That's a middle name, huh? The middle game, Cigar. And I might have, that's what they had a, you know, a uh, closed caption beneath it. And that's what it said. (laughs) Sure, whatever. I guess you can sign it. Maybe is whatever you want to. Maybe. So. Good morning. General public comment, please. Please begin. Okay. First of all, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd like this. Wow. (laughs) That's coming out strong. It's coming in strong. Coming in hot. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be here. Uh, first and foremost, yeah. I would like to say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I like it. That's attitude. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, wait. So we get this. It was a triple. Oh, there's more. Yes. Well, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Why was Camille arrested yesterday? That's abhorrent. Stop. Second of- I have no idea who the fuck Camille is, but she's not happy about her arrest. Seems so. Yeah. Or for why? Yeah. Why was she arrested? We don't don't know. know. Who or why? We don't know. Everyone wants Kevin DeLeon's resignation. Stop. Now, so when she approaches the podium, there's not, it's not a close up. It's a shot from, you know, in the bleachers. Right. She appears to be like some soccer mom look or you know i don't know whatever but here so she she comes in hot with fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you and then at this point i feel she morphs into a manson chick who were notorious for their sing-song um performances at the courthouse and that's what she's doing and the guy she's talking about kevin de leon is a member of the la city city council he is a quintessential political parasite he is a piece of shit okay and i don't know what this chick's axe to grind is whatever but this guy de leon sometime within the past six months i think he was uh, at one of these city council meetings whatever and he was having a beef with a, a fellow city council member and the guy left the room and i don't know whether somebody was surreptitiously recording or maybe there was a hot mic recording the, the minutes right but when the guy left the room De Leon went off on an incredibly vitriolic, vicious, racist tirade against not the guy, but the guy's kid. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. And so this became instant news. Boom. All over L.A. And they're screaming, get the fuck out, which he should. But 
he's, he's a, he's a total political weasel piece of shit. And he realized, you know, I just need to hunker down and cover up duck and cover for a while. And something else will step into that news cycle and take the heat off me. And that bastard's still there. And that's what she's doing the sing song about. Resignation. He's an anti-black racist. Not to mention the violence assaults constituents. We should have him arrested. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. You're Stop. <laughs> so she went from Manson chick and now the yo, yo, yo. That's kind of Wizard of Oz, isn't it? Oh, we, yo, we, yo, yo. That's a little bit. And it's also very much in the vein of the European crowds for soccer or even concerts is that oh, do they go oh yo yo yeah as a oh. uh well it's quite more of like an olay because i remember okay. listening to a springsteen bootleg back when i was like in high school and it was in uh maybe it was in spain or somewhere in europe and instead of just cheering when it came to the point of calling for the encore it was olay 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 and they would just keep oh, yeah, going yeah. and going and going it's like maybe that's it's a little yeah. more musical. It's a little more fun than just yeah. yelling and screaming. Complicit. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. Oh, no, we won't quit. Everyone wants Kevin DeLeon's resignation. He's an anti black racist. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. I mean, I think she just wanted to go viral. I think that was probably the main thing. Thank you very much. And that will conclude public comment and performance art here <laughs> in the council chambers for today. Which is the beautiful thing about all of these little governments <laughs> where you can Pretty sign cool. up to make yeah. a statement. They'll let you do whatever you want. They say you got some five will. minutes. Some, and some won't. Some get a little I've, picky. Yeah. I've seen ones where they just shut them right down as soon as they hear something they don't like. You know, I think basically if it's televised, they're less likely to do that. True. Because they're like, I just let them do yeah. it. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they get uh, they get the bad end of the stick. Yes. Now, DigiGuru is saying he needs more Bronx Tina. So, I mean, we better get some Bronx Tina for well, we got some. We got some Tina for you, sure. It's like, this is people are like, we need our Tina. We don't know what mm. to do without our Tina. I hear you. And on Women's Day, I could only imagine. Yes. Where Tina is going on this, especially going back to Women's Day when we know that Jill Biden gave the Woman of the Year award to a man. To a dude. Yes. Nothing to see here. That makes perfect sense. Other than the bulge in the pants. Hey, oh, maybe that's for the OEO. (laughs) How you doing, everybody? So I just left spin. And uh, the name of the class was Iconic Woman today because today is, I don't know, National Woman's Day. I don't believe in any of that shit. Iconic man, iconic woman. I think we're all special in our own unique way. Fuck the pronouns. Fuck the wokeness. Fuck whoever you think's iconic because you should believe in yourself, okay? One song that was played was Laid Down or Lying Down by Celine Dion. It came out in March of 2020. The words for the song are meant differently, but to me, I read into those words deep. Okay, a lot of people took COVID lying fucking down like sheep and others fought through it because we saw the hypocrisy and the fucking bullshit and those fighters i applaud you so to me people that believe open their mouth and speak up you're iconic don't ever forget it motherfuckers fuck out of here oh well at least her 
exits back. Yeah. It's good to hear her back. We missed her. You got to get rid of the sheeple. Yes. And, and knowing that there are actually men and women will do you well for the rest of your existence, folks. Yeah. I don't understand how women are not having an issue with everything that's going. And I know some are, some do, because no guy that was originally a gal is playing in any major league sport. I wonder why. I can't figure out why. Why is that? There's nobody that started out as a woman that went to a guy that is just destroying people in collegiate sports. I can't figure out why. Hmm. I, you'd think there would be a reason, right? You would think. So this is a one-way street when it comes to who is being removed when you have somebody that was a dude that is now transitioned. And it's fine if they want to do that, if that's what their life is. Sure. And it makes them happy. I say do it. But letting them compete with biological women and saying the playing field is fair, it is not. There is a difference. And we should, again, be able to embrace our differences, not ignore them. It would make more sense. But no, no, no. We have, we have to ignore those things that we don't like. Yes. Well, it's not just you have to ignore. You have to parrot the lies. Right. Well, that's like... Right. I mean, like the, the hockey player with the jersey, if you just I just don't want to do that. I'm going to ignore that. No, 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 no. You you must do. You must say what we say and do what we do. You must That's comply. You must comply. That is not freedom. No, but this isn't about freedom because we're not fighting for freedom. Well, we are. Yes, we are. But the people that want the socialism and communism, they are not fighting for freedom. They are actually fighting to take your right to speak away your right to believe what you want to believe away. People don't get it. They are too engrossed in the devices. They're too engrossed in the social media. They're too engrossed in things that make very little difference in their life. Yeah. I mean, the people that are still worried engrossed in the devices are just mainlining propaganda. Oh yeah. Really? So, so, you know, come on. Then, you know, they're worried. They're still worried about Donald Trump and, As we predicted a long time ago, Donald Trump was never the problem. No. Ron DeSantis now, oh, he's, you know what? He's an even more targeting Donald Trump. He's, he's even more dangerous because he is, he is just like Donald Trump, but he doesn't have the personality flaws. Really? This is what they're portraying him as now. It's like, (laughs) come on. You can do better. You can do better. Now, do we want Scott Lobito on daylight savings time first or on uh, Alan Bragg or Alvin Bragg, mayor of uh, New uh, well, York? Since you just mentioned uh, DJ GJT, why don't, we, why don't we do that? The daylight savings time? No, no, no. Donald J. Trump. Oh, Donald. Uh, Alvin. So Scott on Alvin Bragg, was it? On Alvin Bragg. I'm sorry. Yeah. No problemo. Everybody in America, especially you people who don't like Trump, who don't like Republicans, you should be fucking just as nuts about this fucking fat fucking piece of shit slob D.A. (laughs) Bragg in New York City trying to arrest Donald Trump. 
I hope they fucking arrest him. I hope he gets handcuffed and the whole world sees it because that will fucking guarantee him the fucking presidency. Do you know how? You know, that's exactly what Elon Musk said. I saw that. Yeah. Him and uh, Scott Lobito might be doing coffee together. We don't know. Maybe. I hope so. I would love to hear that conversation. <laughs> I'd like to join them for that coffee. Yes. Fuck this is the dead bodies that flow through this fucking city and the murderers walk right out the fucking door and they want to arrest this fucking great president for what? Because you're a bunch of fucking see you next Tuesdays. That includes you, Letitia James. You got nothing else to do. You got nothing on this fucking guy. The more you try to take him down, the more he's going to fucking explode. So fuck off. And I got to be heading down to Florida because I got my big show down there this weekend. Otherwise, I'd be right in front of the DA's office with 10,000 fucking people. I can't make it. So hopefully you people out there, whether you're Trumpers or not, be there because this is a fucking injustice like nothing's ever happened in this country. And if you do go, please do not be violent. We are not the scumbags on the other side. But... Use your fucking voice, your creativity, and your motherfucking First Amendment to assemble freely and protest your fucking grievances. Because this is a motherfucking grievance. Yeah, and he's right. You have to be very careful about who's going to be around because there are going to be people that are going to get violent. Then you have to really point out who they are. Well, I tell you what, let me say this about that. Like Nixon used to say, I like saying that. Let's say this about that. Um, first of all, let's talk about Musk and Scott. And, um, I would disagree with that. I, you know, but again, what, what do I know? I mean, Musk, Musk has done rather well for himself. So he's made a few bucks at least. <laughs> he's made a few bucks. I think he's a pretty smart guy, um, but nobody's infallible. Um, I think all they want from this is they know they're not going to convict him of shit. It's just an excuse to get him some, some, some imagery of him being fingerprinted, cuffed mugshotted right and perp walked it's it's the final the final coating of shit they want to spray on him from all the other things and that's that's the end game of this and this pile of shit alvin bragg um who again is another soros appointee you know he's he's operating as letitia james's uh, sidekick and carrying out this uh, this mission um that's that's what this is about and as far as the protest, I, I think, you know, Scott said, what, he thinks 10,000 people are going to show up at City Hall tomorrow for this? I'll make a prediction. Um, this, this is, this is going to be, maybe we, should, maybe we should lay some money down here, Darren, like uh, <laughs> John and Adam with the, uh, how, many, how many mentions of uh, the bank failure and the Oscars. <laughs> I will predict that there will be fewer than 250 people. I'll go out even further. I'll say fewer than 100 will show up to protest. Reason being, that uh, January 6th, two years ago, the feds accomplished what they needed to, which was there were hundreds of people at the Capitol who committed no crime, no violence whatsoever, yet they have rotted in fucking prisons. And that was the big lesson. Hey, you don't fucking protest under any circumstances, violent or otherwise, just shut the fuck up and stay home. Or this is what happens to you. That would make sense because the January 6th thing. Yeah. Who in the fucking right minds would go to protest anywhere after what happened on January 6th to those people? Nobody, because you realize you're going to be identified. Yes. One way or the other. Yes. 
You certainly, if you're going, do not bring your cell phone. Leave your cell phones at home. Wear a motorcycle helmet. True. Burn it. Yes. Wear five masks. That might be the best time to wear five masks. Five masks. Yeah. Well, a welder's fucking mask would be good. If it's going to be cold enough, I mean, you could wear a ski mask and then some goggles. You're good. Mm -hmm. But do not bring your cell phone. No. Do not bring anything that can track you. So, you know, don't wear your high school jersey with your name on the back or something. Right. Right. It's amazing how. Uh, but I mean, that's, I mean, would, who I, I really, is, how, how's the troll room looking? I, w- I would put that question to the troll room. Who among you, if let's just assume that you, you, you are on the side of uh, the Trumper, uh, you would like to protest. Would, would you do that? Would you put yourself at risk to go there and be completely peaceful? Would you still do it? given what you know now about what happens to people who do this. I would doubt it. I would doubt it because I don't think it would have the desired effect, which if you're going there to protest, there's only a few reasons to protest. One, if you actually want the government to know that you have that point of view, and we've just discussed why that's a very dangerous thing to do right now. Mm -hmm. The other would be to get some kind of coverage from the media And we know the mainstream media not going to cover it. No. The media that will cover it is the one that's going to back Donald Trump anyway. So you're really not making a story. You're not really getting any extra coverage. Mm -hmm. It's only it's the only thing that you will get out of this most likely is something that will have a negative influence on your life, which is you're going to get hassled. You're going to get arrested. You're going to be thrown in the clink and there's, I believe, still people, if the data is correct, there are still people from January 6th who are sitting around who have never had a trial. They're still sitting in prison. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think you want to go out and no. and do that. No. So this fucking regime has successfully stifled protesting for the foreseeable future with what they've done. Until Donald Trump wins another term. <laughs> and then it's all all holds barred or no holds barred. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. No holds barred. DigiGuru says he would go without his phone. Yeah, uh, he says he will not be intimidated by any assholes. Good for him. So Probably Digi, if you need bail money, just let us know. We'll start a GoFundMe. Yes. You. <laughs> you wind up. You wind up in the clink. Of course, we'll be jailed for that, too. That's true. You can't you can't help. Even though Kamala Harris was the one given money to get people out of jail with the riots. That was but that was those people. Right. That was was fucking uh, Antifa. We're right back. And they won't stop. She said, just like Chris Rock said, selective outrage. That's it. The one side does it. Selective outrage is one thing. But, you know, anybody can be outraged and fucking bark like a dog. But when they have the muscle of of prosecution, yes. That's that's an that's a whole other smoke. Yeah, if you think selective outrage is bad, selective prosecution, yeah, even worse. There you go. Yeah. And Scott is probably not a fan of daylight savings time. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> I'll let you find out. Today's fuck you goes to you selfish fucking clock people. Yeah, you people who created this clock. What are clock <laughs> people? <laughs> right. What group is it? You fucking fucking clock people. There's a new pejorative. Thank you, Scott. You (laughs) fucking clock. You've you've heard of, you've heard of cocksuckers and I've got clock suckers. Fuck you. 
You clock people. <laughs> Who does he think is doing this? I don't know. That great. I love it. They're clock the fucking people. clock people. Yeah. I'm, that was so good. I'm going to rewind that thing rewind right to the beginning that. and hear yeah. it again. Yeah. Today's fuck you goes to you selfish fucking clock people. Yeah, you people who created this whole spring ahead, fall behind, fall, whatever the fuck it is. See, there's millions of us who have different hours. This morning, I had to get up early, which is unusual for me, to move some paintings around. But uh, last night, I find out that's when you fucking tell us, people. It's been your head, but they clock your head back behind. And I'm all fucked up now. I don't know what anything is. I was late. I was early. Who fucking knows? See, what you fucking selfish cock-sucking clock people do is 60 days before this, you, you start every day, or you take a minute off, or you add one. This way, you got a smooth transition. But for the rest, of us not normal people which there's millions of us are who have different fucking hours you just throw it on us the night before slap how do you think these poor fucking vampires feel they're open their coffee tonight at six o'clock the sun's gonna bled down on them and give them dirt fucking degree burns so fuck off to you selfish clock people i like the idea of making it a 60 day event that you change one minute a day for yeah. 60 days i'd like to put him in a room with russell brand and see who talks faster it's uh-huh. great. With the, between the uh, the New York accent and the English accent, yes, if anybody could yes. follow, fantastic, that would be a <laughs> it would be a hell of a debate, no matter what. Yeah, the the daylight saving is interesting, just how many problems that it causes, and it's because people have that internal clock, and when you decide like you're just going to change the time, well, you're screwing with people's, you know. What's it? The circadian rhythm, the uh, yeah. you know what your body is already set to, and there's a lot of people you know waking up an hour early. It's not healthy, and for, for people that have certain issues, it can be there. Allegedly, uh, there's spikes of you know heart attacks and that kind of stuff that happens when these time changes go on. And uh, yeah, I mean, I get it because you're taking people and you're you're setting their their whole schedule off, and there's really very little reason to do that with the technology that we have at this point, you know, a lot of it was, well, it's for the school children. Well, why can't we just change the fucking time? The kids go to school. There you go. Why do we have to change the time for everybody else? Why can't we just push the school time an hour one way or the other? If you want mm-hmm. more daylight or whatever, why you're changing the whole clock for everybody. I thought the original thing was, uh, you know, for agriculture, there'd be more time to harvest the crops, whatever the fuck, you know, and then the kid thing was tacked onto it. I don't know. Either that or the kids had to get some work in before they went to school. There you go. Child labor laws, all that kind of thing. I don't think anybody likes the whole concept, and especially in the spring. In the fall, everybody's like, woohoo, an extra hour to drink. Mm. Because, you know, the clock moves back. Yeah. It's that clock moving forward that puts everybody on edge. And then the holdout states, like, is Arizona right. the only one or there are more? I think I Indiana know. is too now. I think Indiana, Indiana doesn't really. do the... Johnny Cougar doesn't set his clock. <laughs> I don't I know. to call him Melon Camp. I refuse to. The Melon Man. Yeah. I saw him back in like 90 or so. He was good back then. Oh, he puts on a great show. Yeah. He was changed. I think this was like right after he had the heart attack. And he was chain smoking, which I was just like amazed after, that he's still wait, alive after the heart attack. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Hardcore. Wow. <laughs> it was like, you know, I mean, I guess that means you really enjoy the uh, nicotine. I don't know. I so, wow. 
but he opened up for a band called Material Issue, which was a Chicago band. The lead singer offed himself by carbon monoxide by running his like Vespa or scooter in the garage. I'm like, this is like the scooter. least rock That's and roll. Scooter. Uh-huh. Wow. The least rock and roll way to go. You know, it's, it's not like you're even sitting in a nice car yeah. going out in a 69 Mustang or something. No, like a scooter or something. I knew a guy that did that. And when they, uh, when they found him um, purple in his Ford, he had a, uh, you know, custom cassette of Chuck Mangione's feel so good on a continuous loop. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, that's, that's you're going not, out on your own terms, I suppose. I guess so. That's one way to do it. Yeah. One way to do it. Yeah. But he was, he opened up for him and it was like a, a concert that was announced the day of that he was going to well, be. Was, well, I get something crooked here. So, so, was Mellencamp yet a big star? I mean, I can't imagine him oh, yeah. opening for somebody else. Well, it was. He for another band? Yeah, he opened up for a nobody Chicago band at the Riviera because he just wanted to go out and play. He had an album that was kind of like a surprise concert thing. Oh, okay. okay. He wasn't on the bill, wasn't on the ticket. Gotcha. So you were just kind of taking the, uh, you know, he, okay. he we, we was on the radio in the afternoon and like, hey, I'm going to go do this tonight. Yeah. So we grabbed tickets and went out there and sure enough, he came out and did like a blistering 35 minute set. Cool. And like I said, chain smoked the whole time. And it was like, well, okay. All right. And he's still alive. So go figure. Go figure. Medical science and all of that. Those Hoosiers, they're tough. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess, you know, I know he keeps going more and more liberal, just like Bruce, who I think canceled a bunch of shows. Now he may have COVID. I know it was going through his, through his band. Oh, really? And uh, are still getting that? I, I thought it was kind of done. I thought it was kind of dying out. I don't know. You know, again, how, the question becomes how severe is it? Because you can tell somebody they got COVID and if they're just yeah. sniffling a little bit. Uh, see, I had St. Patrick's Day with some friends and uh, they have, let's see, they have four kids, a couple of, so there's six people there. And every one of them had COVID multiple times with the exception of one daughter. Okay. Who did had it never or uh, never, never. And so I'm the same thing in a house of four. And so I think that the, that kid, well, she's 20 or 19 years old now. Um, we should both have our blood tested to find out what magic stuff we've got that we didn't get that shit. Oh, totally. Especially if she did anybody that didn't get a vaccine yeah. that never got COVID, they need to find out what you got. Cause that's like magic. Yeah, well, especially now, the last stat I saw was that 92% of people who are dying of COVID now are vaccinated. <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, that really makes sense. So, so, so 100% safe and effective. Now they're only 8% away from the complete reverse of the fucking claim. <laughs> it all depends on the math. And I, that's why you have to see the numbers. Because remember, there was a, there was a point when about... Uh, you know, 90, I think it was like, you know, in England, maybe it was some place where it was like 90% of the population had been vaccinated and they're like, oh, well, half the people in the hospital are vaccinated and half are unvaccinated. You like, see, yeah. it makes no difference. And it's like, well, no, but statistically that's way more unvaccinated people because you're talking half of them only come from 10% of the population, which is why you really need all of the numbers when they're like, Sure. This is how many people are dying. It's like, well, of course, when 
and I don't know what the number is if they have kept up trying to even figure out how many people ended up getting vaccinated at this point in the United States, I would guess. I mean, besides you, this girl, you're the man, my wife, you know, you're the oh, one. Oh, your wife this is a third. Okay. So it's a Trinity. I mean, she did get the J and J shot, but she's never gotten COVID. Yeah. Yeah. But you did. And you still got it. Yes. So obviously she's Correct. got something you don't. Right. Cause she lives with me and it's like, well, yeah. you, you, you know, you, the germs are there. Mm-hmm. But Damn. yeah, whatever, the, whatever is in the D and my dad, the same thing. My mom got it mm-hmm. once and you know, that's while going through cancer and everything else. She got it once. My dad never did. Yeah. So there is definitely something to be said, but at this point there is such a, you know, you've, we've gone through so many variations and the deadly aspect of it is pretty much gone. We know the numbers were all totally screwed with that people were getting shot in the head. Oh, they tested positive for COVID, but that's why, you know, that's why you got it. And I've heard, you know, some, one of my wife's friends, you know, again, I think got it like four different times. It's like, I don't know. uh, It's uh, it sounds like the flu at this point. I don't think it's any different than that. I don't think it's causing people to drop dead. And I think at the beginning there were, but again, these were mostly people with the uh, comorbidities to begin with. And I think the one thing that should have pointed out to everybody in the United States is that overall, this is a very unhealthy country. No shit. And it's time to figure out why. And maybe it is again, a lot of the shit that's in the food. Sure. Because what do you do? What do you eat? How many people are really cooking? actual ingredients meaning you go to the store and you buy fresh or even frozen meat or poultry you buy vegetables you buy fruit and not stuff in a can not stuff that's frozen not stuff with preservatives in it almost everybody probably every meal of the day is eating preservatives and all sorts of crazy stuff yes and it's like that's not good go back to eating things with one ingredient I know it's a pain in the ass, but it's not that hard to, although you could, like I was just going to say, you can go buy chicken or beef. It's like, but then again, you have to wonder what happened to those in their lives because of course you've got, uh, I mean, I guess it's, it's a horrible thing to try to get yourself some quality food that has not been adulterated by something bad. People would be a lot healthier if they just lived on Pepsi and M&Ms. You think so? Yeah. That's the answer. That's, That's that is our answer. You can do that if you'd like. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Just send us a weekly photo of yourself. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. You'll probably only have to do that for four or five weeks before you That'll drop. Uh huh. <laughs> but that's uh, that's one way to go. This is a value for value podcast. And hey, if that wasn't some value right there, right there, there's a diet tip. The, the new Pepsi challenge. There you go. Yeah. Do eat nothing <laughs> but Pepsi and M and M's. See how many days you can go. Yeah. That would not be good. No. We are not giving medical advice, just to be clear. Otherwise, somebody will try to sue us. Yeah. But we are a value for value podcast, which means we put these shows out there. They're not behind a paywall. We hope that you get some value out of them. And if you do, and Joey Biden's economy has not killed you as of yet, you can get some value back to us by going to planetrage.show slash donate. 
All the information is there. We do have a few people to thank for today's show. All right. And first and foremost, our buddy Stu Coach, who came in with two different donations. It may be because we were off for a week. Oh. But he came in with 1921 mm-hmm. and 666. All right. I get the 666. And thank you for both. But what's the 1921? I don't know. Was there like was there it, something it was a good year? I think wasn't it? What happened in nineteen twenty? I don't know. Could be. But see, he's over in the UK, so I mean, oh, history would be totally different right. too. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, those those damn limeys are always screwing with us Irish. <laughs> I'm waiting for my reparations. Yeah. But I have to say, it's one of the funniest parts of the Chris Rock special was taking mm-hmm. on Meghan Markle. Yes. It was hilarious. It was. But that brings two coats into $25.87, which gives him the number one slot as an executive producer on today's show. Thank you, Stuart. And then coming in just 87 cents behind Kenny Ben, Kendra Lamott. Kenny Ben. 25 bucks. And her note says, Darren and Larry, please ignore comic strip bloggers comments about your shouty voice. <laughs> Take it from a girl. You both have great voices. Kisses and hugs, Kendra. Oh, well, kisses and hugs back at you, Kendra. And we love your artwork. We really do. And we appreciate when you yell at CSB so we don't yes. have to. Yes. Except y- yell meaner. <laughs> you got to try. <laughs> See, he doesn't understand my uh, my humor, I guess. Our buddy Srinivas Murti coming in with $10.01. He donates here and on no agenda. But here we say his name correctly. So that's the bonus of yes, thank you supporting Planet Rage. A new name here, I believe, Sherry Laurie coming in with 10 bucks. Hello, Sherry, and welcome, and thank you. Probably another female that likes Larry's velvet, buttery voice. Oh, no. I'm just a curmudgeon. <laughs> but, yes, you, but you yes, sound but- good doing it. <laughs> that's all you got. It's all you need. You just need to have the right sound. It's like having a hit single, you know, you just got to have the right sound. Taylor Swift is off on her world tour. Now she's trying to be Springsteen. The shows are well over three hours long. I heard that. Yeah. My kid was talking about that three hours and the, and the whole thing with the, with the, with the uh, opening act. It's like an over, over a five. It's like Taylor Palooza. It's yes. over five hour sit down. I'm like, crazy. you don't need the opening acts when you're doing, and I think she has two of them on each of the, each of the stops and they're different, which is good. And, Metallica is doing this on a tour now, too, where they're playing two nights in every city, totally different set list with two different openers, which I guess they're trying to sell twice as many tickets because you can sell it as a, you know, totally different event. It's not like you're seeing the same concert over and over. But with Taylor, when you get to a three hour show, you don't really need the opening act. People would be more than happy, especially the parents, I'm guessing, showing up with the kids for that long of a uh, of an experience but i appreciate artists that are willing to go out there that's one thing i've always loved about springsteen was that what you were paying for a ticket although the springsteen tickets have gotten up there now but back in the day the springsteen tickets i think when we saw him at soldier field the tickets were like 20 bucks face value back in 1985 and he played over three hours you can't beat the uh the dollar for dollar yeah and taylor's got a lot of stuff i mean i didn't really think about it because of COVID and everything else. 
there have been four albums of hers, I believe, released since she last toured. So it's like all of a sudden it's like, wait, I didn't get a chance to do any of these songs. So doing a really long set list makes sense. And especially if you can get the fans to come out and support it, then you can pay for it. And just seeing the photos of it, she did 16 costume changes. I mean, that's like two and a half weeks of changing clothes for me. 16 costume changes per show. That is fairly impressive. Wow. There must be no buttons or or zippers. Everything has to be Velcro pull apart, right? That would be my guess. Or there's like things that are underneath so that you, when you do need to make a change, you're putting on two or three things and then you just strip them right off. Yeah. It's there's probably more in the science of that than anything else. Probably somebody's getting paid the big bucks. For my kids saw uh, Cheryl Crow and uh, loved. She's a big fan of Cheryl's out in uh, Palm Springs a couple of weeks ago. And, and there were no costume changes. And I think Cheryl did a long, long show. I think it was like two and a half hours, something like that. So there. Yeah, a little different set than, than Taylor. Cheryl Crow is more, uh, definitely more low key. Yeah. But good song. It always seemed very, uh, very uh, down to earth with her music. Mm-hmm. And I've got a bunch of Cheryl Crow bootlegs from back in the day. You bad man. I know. You got to, you got to have the live music. Steve yeah. Edwards coming in with his $10 monthly donation. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Tim Heasel, a $10. This Was this, maybe this, maybe the Steve Edwards was new. Tim Heasel's a monthly one too at 10 bucks. Thank you, Tim. And I think I forgot to mention on the last show, Brian Janak, who comes in with $10 monthly, but it's over on one of the other Patreons. Since we don't have a Patreon, maybe we should add one at some point. I don't know. It all gets so confusing. Thank you, Brian. And uh, Captain Oblivious coming in with $5.55. Love that name. I can relate. Thank you, Captain. There's a lot of oblivious people out there. Sometimes I'm one of them. No question about it. We We all are at one point or another. And then comic strip blogger coming in. Uh, now uh, this, this is up a buck, the same amount of Satoshi's mm. the, it shows you how much Bitcoin has gone up. It's yeah. now $4 and 23 cents as oh, wow. where it sits today. And of course he had a message and he doesn't want my shouty Darren Mac Larry Reed, your shouty uh, voice. No good. All right. Well, there's some uh, tongue twisting words in here, but I'll give it my. They are step. trying to trip you up, and that's not nice, CSB. I think they are. All right, here we go. Larry and Darren, elites automate an authoritarian environment with the tech takeover. But will the sentientists secure the core tenet of moral existence? Find freedom from the future by including the AI.cooking show in your podcast diet. Updates on the rampant progress Singularity undertakes, grandiloquently expressed by intelligible human Gregory Foreman, Gwip, the self-assertive Coquaculat King of Kent, (laughs) and authored by realm-renowned hobby cartoonist, now with clean Twitter version. Yo, CSB. Yeah, you have to have those clean cartoons. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to be clean. Well, thank you, CSB. Thank you, CSB. Redbeard Jake W. came in with 10,000 Satoshis and just said, got to beat Oberman. (laughs) We'll get him next time. Yeah, we will. We have to we have to keep him in our sights and and never relent. Never. He's a punk. Snoldus 
comes in with 10,000 stats as well. Just says rage on gentlemen. Yes, sir. And Baroness love and light with a thousand Satoshi says, love you. And we love you too. We love you. Thank you, Baroness. That's such a cool name. Baroness. Wow. I know. It's yeah, just, that's a great time. I, 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 that's, that's far cooler than queen or princess. There's something about Baroness, like, whoa, it's just it's the it's royal. Cool. Yes. And you know, it's got something, something the other titles don't have. It's yeah. well-earned when you're a part of the no agenda community. Mm-hmm. And we are happy to be piggybacking on a lot of the people that listen to that show that listen to this show. And the best thing you can do is tell somebody about the show. Yes. That's how no agenda got started. They were just a show with two crazy guys bickering back and forth. And you see what happens. Yeah. If you keep doing it for 15 years. Amazing. You make a living at it for Christ's sake. Yes. Think of that. Eventually enough people (laughs) will listen and go, Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. Again, if you want to help support the show, you can go to planetrage.show slash donate. All of the information is there, and it is very much appreciated. Even that you're listening to the show, mm. tell a friend, post about it on the social medias. Use the evil social media for good by letting yes. people know where they can find Planet Rage, where they can find that Larry show, where they can find random thoughts and any other show that you like. Mm. Let people know about it. Let them know. Now, do you know what's coming up this week on that Larry I show? I do. How's Ooh, that for a change? That's a but that, be, it's good. But before but before I go there, since we weren't here last weekend, I want to urge everyone to check out last week's episode. People seem to have big favorites uh, when I do this thing, and I think maybe top of the Tony Spamante episodes, my mobster buddy, and uh, maybe neck and neck with out of the desert. People love it when I visit the desert, and I was out there. And I went to a place called the Salton Sea, which is the biggest ecological disaster to ever hit California in its history. And nobody's ever heard of it. And it it is an absolute apocalyptic vista. And I took a shitload of fantastic photographs. They're posted on my website, thatlarryshow.com. Listen to the episode. You will be steeped in weirdness and the bizarre. And make sure you go to the uh, homepage to look at those pictures because it gives it context. That's from last week. This week, CSB, you're going to love this one. <laughs> um, it's all about AI. Ooh. And I have a thought of the direction it's going to head in that no one has yet mentioned. And that's what I'm exploring. So, well, then everybody needs to tune into that LarryShow.com. My wife asked me this week, why does Larry keep going out into the desert? And I'm like, you got to bury the body somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, nope. Now, what about random thoughts? What do you got coming up? I don't know. It is always very much random. Uh, hopefully no uh, health topics this time around. That would be good. Right. right. And our buddy, Sir NetNed just came in with 10,000 Satoshi says no holds barred boost. Whoa. And that you. is appreciated. NetNed, he's in Detroit, so he knows all about the no holds <laughs> barred oh my God. concept. Yes. Mm. But it'll be whatever is on my mind. I don't know if it'll even be tomorrow or Wednesday. And uh, on Friday, I get a dentist appointment to fix the uh, fix the crown. So maybe by next week, all the health issues will be kind of taken care of. And I won't have a doctor or a dentist to go to for, you know, maybe a few months, which would be nice. Won't that be nice. Won't that be nice? Good. Yeah. Health karma. Well, maybe, you know, a lot of people are throwing you health karma. So which is very much appreciated. Yes. The root canal redo went very well, which Good. I was surprised because i didn't you know root canals are never fun to begin with 
Mm. I didn't know how bad the redo was going to be. And that was kind of a walk in the park. Cool. Not that I would still be recommending people go have a root canal for fun, but uh, so now the uh, one on Friday, the I, for whatever reason, it's your normal dentist that finishes up. You know, they just put a temporary filling on and then your dentist puts on the, you know, affixes the crown. They said you might need to redo the crown on the tooth. They just redid. Mm-hmm. And then on the crown below, they're thinking it could still just be sore from uh, it's still too high. So they need to grind that down. So somebody will have power tools in my mouth on Friday. Well, there you go. I hope they're DeWalt. I do. The right. I hope it's a strong battery and everything works out well. <laughs> and then tune into random thoughts to find out how well or not well next week that it went. But yeah. tune into that Larry show to get all of the stories. They're always good and they're engaging. And you do not want to listen to that Larry show at anything but one time speed. Thank you. Because you have to get the proper, the proper vibe to it. Yeah. And if I find out you do, I'll report you to Adam. And he'll be really pissed. You'll just just slow down everything to 0.75. So when people listen at (laughs) 1.25, it's like, well, this is normal. And then they feel like they're saving time and it all works out. All works out. With that said, we uh, may or may not uh, have a pre-recorded show for next week. We will not be live next Monday. No. Because things happen, people. Yeah. And uh, so don't be looking. DigiGuru and NetNet, everybody be like, oh, no, where are they at? It's okay because Adams uh, Curry is off on vacation. There's not going to be a podcasting 2.0 this Friday. We're not having a unrelenting this Friday because I got the dental appointment. Unless we now we may be able to push it back into the afternoon because the stream's obviously wide open without the Podfather coming on. There you go. And no uh, Planet Rage Monday. So just expect a to find some other things to do. Go support all the shows and tell people about them. Yeah, but it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that you may find, say, a, a mini sode of Planet Rage next Monday. Maybe maybe it'll just be a, a purely pylon Keith, Keith the Queef, uh, <laughs> which apparently would make a lot of people smile. We'll we, see. We could just record ourselves uh, and he, just watch a bunch of Keith Oberman stuff and then just intersperse them. Yeah. Either way, you'll find something good by checking out the No Agenda Stream, noagendastream.com. And we will be back with you the next time we are back with you. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit. Planet. You're not funny. You're not interesting. Just shut up.